What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. It is what it is, Jerry. Life on life's terms. That's what that's what that means. It is what right. it is. It is what it is. Isn't that what people say? Or somebody like Cody used to say that shit all the time. Trump said it. Trump said it is what it is. Um, when they were talking about people dying from COVID. He was like, well, it is what it is. I don't think he's a 12 stepper though. No, I don't think that there's, I don't, I no. I think also it, when Coda said it, he wasn't a 12 stepper. Either. <laughs> I mean, correct. It was yes. 12 steps from him to the bar to get a <laughs> Manny's and a shot of crown Royal, a codependent. I was, was going to say, yeah. I mean, I was, 12 I was steps also to a 12 the bar. stepper. Yeah. I live upstairs. Only 12 steps to the Only bar 12 steps to the bar, buddy. No, I think Trump was taking those steps in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, let me get 12 Untebergs. I you want... imagine drinking 12 of those tiny Untebergs? Oh, God, they're so nasty. It's like straight bitters. It's like I've foot. I drank them. Foot. Yeah, foot medicine. But 12, yes. like putting one each. Anyway, that's not... <laughs> I don't know why I thought... I... Like the Wolverine of alcoholism. Yes, like yeah. the little mini bottles. Shoot, yeah. shoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just two fireballs <laughs> and like a fucking... Rumplemints and a... Uh, the seltzer, yeah. markets, seltzer market's going up. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's insane right now. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, I so I'm trying we I try very hard not to judge. Right. Like alcohol is just going to be there. We've said it a lot of times like it's we've said it many times. It's just going to be there. It's a, it's a way of life and blah, blah, blah. But like I feel like there's some deeply insidious, intentional um, marketing to people who are addicted and like it's not a benign thing. And so I'm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the system though, man. I mean, if it makes money, it makes money. It's not like the alcohol guys are like, let's make everyone an alcoholic. Maybe they are actually, so they can make more money though. At the end result is just money and power. Yeah. I mean, if you want to break it down, <clears throat> I just think it's funny. I, I just, I don't, I don't even have beef with it. I just think it's, I'm like, let's not fucking church this shit up. This is malt liquor. Yeah, That's the only the only time I ever roll my eyes at it is when people are like think it's a healthy alternative to beer and no. making that their choice instead of being like, yo, this just tastes good and there's a lot of alcohol in it, which that I can support. Go for it. Good luck. Because it has 60 less calories in it and it tastes like blueberries. You know what I mean? But it's still it's just Zemo. It's malt liquor. Mm-hmm. It's just it's old English. Yeah. 800. Yeah. St. Ides, which is what I used to drink in my mm-hmm. teenage years, you know? I think I did that a couple times when I lived near the 7-Eleven because that's what They'd was be like, cheap. Hey, dude, you know why it tastes like that? And I'd be like, why? And they're like, it's got formaldehyde in it, eh? And I'd be like, there's not formaldehyde. That's illegal. They're like, ah, you don't even know, dude. You don't even know. That's why it tastes <clears throat> like that, fool. <laughs> Is that the, the Tucson? <clears throat> Old school Tucson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's got formaldehyde in it, dude. Yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's no formaldehyde. You can't drink that shit without dying. You can smoke it. Basically, you can smoke it. Oh, yeah, dude. Sherm. Yeah. yeah. This is how we start the pod is just talking about seltzer and Sherm sticks. It's like PCP. Like if you smoke formaldehyde, you'll get high as fuck, dude. Oh, I never did that shit. Like in training day when he's like, you like to get wet? You like to get wet? Yeah, that's PCP. You like to get wet? He's like, huh? Huh? I knew fools that like to get wet, though. And I was like, oh, dude. Jesus, man. That's a bit much. I did smoke. Um. I smoked some black tar heroin once. Did I ever tell you this? No. How'd that work for you? Did you so, sprinkle in a cigarette like a beginner? No. Um, it was with, I don't want to give his last name, but um, big guy with a ponytail, worked at Coffee Corner. Um, oh, yeah. I know that dude. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. So, that dude um, called in. Anyway, I'll finish. I'll tell you my story. <laughs> but So, he 
Well, he smoked it on the regular and he would smoke it in the morning, but he was mm -hmm. he was fu a functional smoker. Right. Because he was like right. he would be happy at work. He would love work. He was great to work with. Mm -hmm. I never had any problems. He was one of the nicest guys I ever knew. We were hanging out. I was like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I was drunk. And so he had this little yeah, of course brick of like yeah. tar heroin. And we pull a big pen out because we're going to do the trace the dragon. And um, he's like, do you have a piece of tinfoil? And like, wait, we wait. had nothing in Did that kitchen. Did you say trace or chase? Chase, chase. Oh, I thought you said trace. Trace the dragon. No, that's like your old, that's the tattoo drugs shit. Too, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so we don't have any tinfoil. This kitchen hasn't been touched in months. It's got dirty dishes. We put that fucking uh, sheet over the, the doorway because nobody wanted to go in there with the sign that said enter at own risk. And, yeah. um, but- I found a piece of tinfoil on the bottom of a pizza box. Nice. And so we put the, the little chunk of tar in the middle of it and then smoked it off of that. And all I remember is like getting kind of stoned and it smelling and tasting like pepperoni and cheese mm -hmm. and grease. And that and was you're it. like, this isn't even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, someone knocking on the other door. There's a lot of activity. I and I understand. It's, it's a mm -hmm. busy day. Yeah. Um, so that was that time, uh, that I smoked it and, um, I wasn't like, I didn't get hooked or I wasn't impressed. I just wanted more to drink. I just don't see the fanfare, right? You're like, this didn't mm -hmm. even work. This right. is what you're getting all bummed out about. Like, mm -hmm. but same could be said for getting drunk, I guess. No, oh, that dude. And I worked with that dude and I'd never, never made the connection till after, after everything. But he called in sick one day and was like desperate. I was like, I feel like shit. I'm super sick. Man, I've yeah. never been this sick before. I, can't, I just can't come in today and close. Jerry, I'm going to need you to close for me. And I'd been there since like six in the morning. I'm right. like, are you fucking serious? I had to pull a 12-hour day because you got the flu or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got the flu, man. I'm super sick, man. And then later on, realized that he was going through withdrawal, called in sick. And I was like, motherfucker. <sighs> Make me work this 12-hour day. And that was a fucking, that wasn't an easy job, man. I hated that job. I hate yeah. any job though. I hate, just hate working. I hate jobs. Is that, I mean, no. is that a hot take? No. I like my job I have now. I like doing what I do now. I really mm -hmm. like doing what I do now. Yeah. But going like, and I, I'm not trying to pity you or anything, but just if I were in your position, I'd be like, fuck this shit, which I imagine you're not right. Like maybe your boss listens <clears> to this and you love it. I don't know. I just, I say fuck this shit multiple times a night. Um, yeah. But it's like, okay, this is this is just what I do for now. And I've, mm -hmm. you, you know, um, somebody asked me if I could work today. And at first, like, no. Well, seriously, thing. Like, my <laughs> usual thing is like, I'm really sorry. I've got something uh -huh. to do. Um, I don't have any plans. I could totally have done it. But, um, and then I thought, well, I'm not going to lie. And I just said, honestly, it's like in the middle of my weekend or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, she she asked me, would you want to? And I said, no. I said, no, I don't want to. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of said, like, yeah, I don't want to break up my days off, blah, blah, blah. And she said, that's all, that's all good. I was like, okay, because, you know, whatever. I just don't want to. I work as much as I want to. Um, right. And not like I'm independently wealthy, but I work as much as I can. My back's been fucking hurting me since the beginning of April, you know? So, yeah. Um, but it's. For what it is, it's the best position that I could have. Yeah, of course. Until, I don't look down on it. No, no. I but I understand, and we I all get gotta it. make money, you know. But I know somebody like you wouldn't be able to tolerate it or deal with it in the same way I was telling my brother about it. He's like, I couldn't fucking do that. Fuck that. I'd quit. <laughs> I wouldn't even like make a big deal. I'd just quit and try to find something else. But I mm -hmm. always, always been back of the house anyway. Mm -hmm. Any job I've ever had, I'm not good with people, dude. That's why. So I don't know. That's why I'm, I get weird in meetings, you know, like that's mm -hmm. why I've always, I've always worked the program, but the people aspect of the program has always been a little off putting because I'm not good with people. Getting that's hugs why drank. and handshakes. Dude, don't be hugging me, man. I saw Dude, that post. Did you see that meme like, today? Hate, and then yes. I have a friend who's an AA member too. And, and they were like, she, she uh, they were like, yo, I'm so stoked though. Once it all goes down, we don't have to hold hands and say the, you know, the prayer at the end, it's just a handless prayer at the end. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like, shit, man, just give me my chip and let me cry in the back row. You know, like, especially in early recovery, I just mm -hmm. want my chip. 
I just want to get that chip and go sit in the back and fucking reflect. Like, and I know I got to be social. I'm, this is a social program. And I went into the room, you know, to be around other people and have their support. But my personality has always been like, yo, just give me the chip. We'll high five. Like I shook people's hands all the time at the very beginning. They always wanted to hug. Like, no, no, we hug here. And I'm like, word, we're going to be doing that. Like, can't we just shake hands that I get to know you and then I'll hug you? Like, yeah, this is physical contact is weird as fuck for me. I think Plus it's 2021 like and we can, yeah, I think we can speak up for ourselves these days about not wanting to be touched and not wanting to be hugged. and Right. And like know. nowadays, I'd just be like, I'd probably hug anyway, though, actually, just to not rock the boat because of how my personality is. You know, I just don't want to make waves. Whereas in my mind, I should just be like, yeah, man, I just, I'm a handshaker. That's what I do. I shake hands. Well, I used or to like, shake hands and now I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the well, elbow. Yeah, bump. no, the elbow, I get the elbow or the fit. I do fist bumps now. Mm-hmm. Or I just wave. It's so awkward. Everything's so weird now. <laughs> Hi. <Yeah. laughs> um, but, uh, so, and speaking of AA and anonymity, um, I wanted to tell this little story about mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> or something that happened to me, I should say. <clears throat> so I was working, uh, the other night, uh, last week. And the host comes to me and says, oh, such and such table, blah, 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 however many people. It's my old boss from my old job. I was like, great, awesome. You know, do we need to do anything special? Um, You know, sometimes, you know, we bring bubbles to the table for people to cheers. Or if it's somebody's birthday, we'll put a fucking candle and a scoop of ice cream, right? Just whatever. That's just what we do there. And she says, well, he's a recovering alcoholic, so we're not going to do any bubbles for the table or anything. We might send out a, I don't know, food. I was like, okay, <clears throat> so this dude is way late. Like he, the rest of his party is there. They've got wine, they're poor, you know. So he shows up like 15, 20 minutes late and he's fine and he sits down and his friends, so I'm watching him. I ask him if he wants anything else to drink. No, nothing. Okay, cool. But he's, every, wine glasses are set on the table. That's part of the table setting. So mm. his friend pours him a glass of wine. He doesn't do anything with it. Um, I, maybe these people don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Um, but I'm kind of, now I'm watching it and I'm like, huh, recovering alcoholic. He's got a glass of wine. So then he begins to drink it and he's drinking wine with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe he's not, or she got it wrong or right. I don't know. But, and again, it's none of my fucking business. I'm not going to be like, Hey dude. So, um, you really want that glass of wine? You really want that Pinot? Like I, this is none of my business, right? I'm just there to wait the tables. But like, so he finishes his wine and like they all leave and there's nothing to it. And I'm just like, I guess it's just none of my business. And so, I mean, I, I guess, and I didn't say anything to the host about it. I didn't say anything to her about like, why oh, would you, you said, because it's none of my business. Yeah. I'll listen, uh, Robbie's a recovering alcoholic and uh, I saw him drinking a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I think you should give him a call. <laughs> right. Or can I, can I get his number? I, uh. Mm -hmm. i'll send him a meeting card um you know but it was just kind of like huh i think it's probably it's fine for us to be vocal about our own recovery but it's best to just not say anything to anybody about somebody else's yeah why would you karen jesus christ this person wants relapse let him fucking relapse and i think she meant well and she knows that i'm in recovery so maybe maybe that's why it was like okay so one time this dude came in he wanted a diabetes tattoo Mm -hmm. so i made him an appointment with the other guy in the shop who had diabetes and then (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then it was etzel and etzel's like i'm like yo i made you this point with this dude because you both got diabetes and he was like what the fuck like he just started laughing he's like i don't know how that's racist but it feels racist (laughs) and i was like maybe she made that connection like yo my friends in recovery so are you wait on them right and then you're like watching this person where you're like yo are you fucking relapsing now are you just a person who says you're in recovery or maybe because we had talked about this a few episodes back where everybody's version of it is different right Mm -hmm. but i don't know once again it's not for me to judge i mean if you're gonna say you're recovery and you're drinking that's not my definition of recovery but I guess right. that's yours. And if you're doing it in moderation, you figure it out. We'll write a fucking pamphlet because I'd love to read it. You know, but other than that, if you're just drinking, then you're drinking. I like always kind of quietly judge, but I never intervene. That's not for me to intervene. Or even it, say, yeah, I might say shit to other people like you said to me, like other recovery people like, mm-hmm. oh, this dude said he was in recovery and then he fucking killed like three glasses of wine. So 
good luck, you know? Right. And it's not, it's never the three glasses of wine at dinner. I'm at least for me, Mm -hmm. because for me, it was like the, the bottle of wine and the six pack of beer from 7-Eleven. But if you say shit to the normie, they're just going to look at you like you got an extra head. Mm -hmm. To me, I get it. I understand that feeling. Like that feeling you describe when you know someone's even in passing, just superficially know someone's in recovery and they're drinking like you i know that feeling you felt like you almost feel invested in a little way too like mm-hmm. yo, you're gonna make it oh you didn't make it Shit. you know even if someone i don't really know but if i go up to a person who drinks just a normal person to tell them that shit they're gonna be like are you the fucking liquor police and they'd be like yes i am I'm yes i am I'm the commissioner or, or i was flabbergasted when some woman let her child um like have a sip of wine Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, what? What is this? What is going on here? You know, like, what the heck is going on? And um, somebody, the person I was working with was like, whatever. Like, just, I mean, it's none of your business. And I was like, Wait, okay. she let the kid have a sip of wine? Yeah, the kid was way too young. But it was like, mm-hmm. maybe that's not a big deal. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, right? That's the French way. And that's why they don't have as many addicts or the drinking culture. I don't know. know. Who knows? But I think there's a bunch of French alcoholics too. Yo, I just had to turn my guy doing inspection right in the middle of the pod. This is how we're rolling on Tuesday. I love it. Just wait till the new house gets built. I have the professional pod studio, which will just be my garage and a black and white TV. Like, well, are you going to have the, like the, um, the padding on the wall? The, uh, what do they call it? No, it's going to be like all the YouTube, like when you see YouTube streamers and they have cool shit they like in the background, you know, like okay you all your toys channel. on the shelf yeah except it won't be toys it'll just be a broken black and white tv and like an old commodore 64 keyboard dog a toy neon, pink neon string light mm-hmm. <laughs> like, one, hang, just like one dangling just, yeah just yeah. dangling <laughs> picture of walter but anyway um so i mean so i don't know I, and i don't mean to give you pushback on it i was just like the fuck you gonna do people do dumb shit all the time dude right no it's yeah. not my and business. i don't know if that's dumb shit but i understand what you mean though I, I i get where you're coming from dude um i did feel well and at one point i made a mistake and i brought them the wrong plate of like appetizers or something there was like mm-hmm. these roasted veggies and i came i leaned in and i was like so is everyone happy and it was the way he said it he just looked at me and went kind of and i was like ooh, gross like it's you know, our just fucking fine <laughs> So he's like, we ordered the Brussels sprouts and he brought us the cauliflower. I was like, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Let's get those Brussels sprouts on the table. And um, but it was just the way he said it. I was like, kind of. I know. Good job. Right. I couldn't do your job. Like, I'm telling you, it's the only time in this American culture that people get to have servants, like middle Mm. class people like get to have servants is when Mm. you have a waiter and then you treat them like a fucking servant. Well, you know, you should you should apologize immediately upon sitting down at a restaurant. (laughs) <laughs> you know really i'm so sorry for being here and yeah. making you serve me and you know listen i know you're having a good time looking at tiktok in the back because i'd be doing that shit too <laughs> so what is today's letter today's letter is you um and we talked i wanted to do unconditional love and only because you said a couple weeks ago you're like unconditional love fucking hate that phrase or something like that and maybe you just felt like it was um unwarranted or unnecessary or ridiculous or overly used. I don't know what it was, but um, I was thinking about this and like having loving people versus being unconditionally loving someone, but you don't have to um, respect or tolerate their behaviors in alcoholism. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, your parents probably unconditionally loved you, but they probably didn't tolerate all of your behaviors while you were drinking. I mean, or, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah, no, I know um, what you mean. Or, I'm only or laughing because my mom would be like, I didn't love him, pain in the ass, kicked him out of the fucking house. Well, she didn't love me though. She always right. loved me. Like if I got hit by a car, she'd be heartbroken. Right. But so, if I'm occupying the same space as her, it's the wrong day. Get like the fuck, get the fuck yeah, away. GTFO, bro. <clears throat> Don't touch me. Um, And then I was thinking about unconditionally loving myself. Mm-hmm. and And also, you know, because right now in my life, all I'm thinking about, it seems like, is money and calories. <laughs> like that seems to be, you know, I'm just like always trying to fucking regulate this and make enough and not eat too much and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why is this, is this good? Is this healthy? Am I going insane? Should I, you know, should I just relax and love myself? But is eating two pints of ice cream is not loving myself, right? Unconditionally. 
And should I be, I don't know. Should I be okay? Should I just be okay with who I am right now? But don't I want to be better? And then like to be better for what, Jerry? I don't know. Do you feel better? I feel better. If all this working out and calorie counting has to have an end result. I mean, I remember talking to someone and they were like, well, I wouldn't work out because you'd never get to stop. You just do it all the time. And I'm like, that's the fucking point. It makes you feel better. When you do it, you feel good. Even when you don't want to do it at the end of it, you Mm -hmm. feel better than when you started. Or you feel more tired. You feel sore. That's your body doing what it's supposed to be doing. If the end result is just to look good, motherfucker, then go get surgery. Save (laughs) money for surgery. Or just like accept what you are you know which a lot of people do so in your case if the calorie counting is for that end result is to feel better well then just know that it makes it feel better but Mm -hmm. you want to fucking go on an ice cream binge i don't know what to tell you i don't have that relationship with food you know right no i know i know i've gained weight but i've also been like gaining muscle from lifting weight so i also know that it's a give and take you know i've definitely Mm -hmm tried to cut down on calories especially being here because my mom cooks olive oil and butter and shit and you know i mean there's always this extra it's delicious dude food here is delicious oregon food is very bland i have to admit that i miss oregon a lot sometimes but the food is super bland eugene oregon was the most milk toast bland place ever really was i come here and it's hot there's snakes everywhere but the food's really good you know so um I don't know why I gave you pushback on unconditional love. I have no idea why. I don't know. The term in of itself, it's acceptable to me. Like, I don't think it's offensive or anything. Like, I unconditionally love my daughter. My dog unconditionally loves my wife. But not you. No, no. (laughs) No. Our relationship is really adversarial. (laughs) I fucking have issues with him. He's a sweet boy, but he's just, uh, he's a responsibility I was not willing or ready to take on you know and so now he's there so now it's he's more of an exercise of acceptance Mm. you know my wife i wouldn't i would like to say my wife loves me unconditionally but there's conditions to our love like if there are certain things happen she would not love me the same way she did before i think she would always care for me but you know i started getting drunk and banging everybody out like she that's unacceptable that would affect her you know affect her sense of trust so Unconditional love's a weird word when it comes to recovery. I guess can one love oneself unconditionally? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't. I think it's weird, man. I think when we put these signifiers on things, we have to strive for something that may be unattainable. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just thinking about it realistically the way I think about it. Will I one day look at myself in the mirror and unconditionally love myself? Probably not. This is so I guess I can speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else out there. Do you know what I mean? Like there Mm -hmm. will always be something about me that I find unacceptable. That's how I change. I'm not Mm going to look at myself and be like, I'm this beautiful fucking vessel. No, I'm a shitty fucking person sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like parts of my body, I don't fucking like, like it just is what it is. So maybe that's why I push back because it seems like such an unattainable thing that really only happens Like you said, between parent and child, like this biological thing. And even that's not the norm or that is the norm, but even that has outliers and things. So to me, it feels like unrealistic. feels like Hollywood. Yes. So, so then the, the, it's something that will never be attained. So it's not the, the end result is not what's important. It's this, this continual, often laborious process of change it can be absolutely (laughs) it can be a lot of hard work in my opinion see i don't know maybe that's something you thrive for and i would say if that's your motivator then continue with your motivator just i don't know i just for me personally i just i can never thrive for perfection it just doesn't fucking work there's nothing is perfect nothing Mm -hmm. everything has a flaw or so yes bonus well (laughs) or a bonus i think Mm -hmm. In, in my current situation, in my current state, and I'm, you know, God, and I have it so good, Jerry. Like, I have it so good. All right. Uh, the only thing I have to complain <laughs> about is like some extra weight. Like, that's, that's what the fucking, that's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but um, l- learning to love myself unconditionally, you know, with my shirt off. And I'm just like, my body's fucking working as hard as it can. And so I've got other shit going on. And, and in my head and trying to figure out all my diet and, you know, I hurt my back and like trying to figure Mm. out how I'm going to heal that. So I haven't lifted anything since early April. 
and it feels weird, but um, going like, okay, what you, what do you, what do you see in the mirror? And like trying to change that perspective rather than looking and seeing all the flaws going, I get to go out there. I just went out there yesterday in like 92 degree weather and I ran for six and a half miles. I wouldn't do that <laughs> personally. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. It's hot. There's a nice breeze. I'm fucking going to get out there and get some sun. How was it? Was it a killer? It was awesome. I mean, was it was, it? yes, it was hot. So shit run today, but <laughs> so it was hot as fuck. And I went up my, my big hill, one of my big hills that I don't like, mm -hmm. but I did it. And at the top where I cut off to go to the rest of the trail, it's just a big pavement hill, a uh, big yeah. uh, road. There's some dude in some fucking working on a, he's got a, he's the van on the side of the road. Some mm -hmm. sweaty dude, white guy, blonde hair, beard. Um, he's hunched over a gas can. And I'm like, I don't even have any money. Like, I can't help this person. But I, I pulled my headphones out. I was like, hey, dude, you're all right. Like, it's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Ran out of gas. I'm going to try and see if I can't turn this van around and just roll it down the hill until I can get to a gas station. Yeah. And I'm like, good. Jesus Christ. So um, as it turns out, his name is Rhino. And uh, he, he's like, man, I'm just out here. Thanks for stopping. You know, I'm just out here playing my drum. And he pulls his drum out of the back of the van. And he starts beating on his bongo. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, what did you get yourself into, John? I just said, at, at one point, I realized he wasn't going to stop playing. And so I just said, all right, well, good luck, man. You know, thanks a lot. <laughs> nice to meet you. Because he wasn't going to stop playing. Because I just stood there. You know how you stand there? And I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. Like, I yeah, thought he was going to beat it a couple times and be like, all right, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. But like um, four minute fucking comfortably numb. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. And so I just Yo. kept going, but it was, mm -hmm. it was good. And I was like, you did that. And sure. There was some pain and all this stuff. And you have regressed some in your training, but you have a whole nother breadth of experience to go with that. So trying to readjust how I look at myself, cause that's all this, all this is, it's just like, okay, Look at the world a little bit differently. What was recovery about? Well, try looking at the world a little bit differently. Right. And so if I think about how much I used to hate myself when I drank. What a big change, huh? I fucking used to hate myself. Right. Like, to the point you you know, we I was thinking about I you was know in the same wanting to kill place. myself. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Now I only think about it part of the time. But up, up, but up, up. Yeah. So think of the progress you've made. I don't know. Right. See, I, maybe you hold yourself to a higher. I don't know, man. I fuck up and I get really hard on myself, right? I still but, do. But I'm like, I'm not mad at myself because I'm trying to be perfect. I'm mad at myself because I'm like, you have the tools and you could have done better and you fell back on the old thing that you always do. And that's, I'm more disappointed. But mm. I only really express any negative feeling through anger. It's just the way I was raised and had my chemicals and my brain work that way, I mm -hmm. guess. But it just, I get really mad at myself. And I was like, man, you got new tools and you know you got them and you still go with the same tool. But yeah, man, I, I guess I'm just always a don't try. Don't thrive for perfection. I was like Bukowski, except, you know, I, that was the one thing I really took from him was the don't try. And it wasn't like, don't try, like don't make an effort. It was like, don't try to push it because it'll just happen if it needs to happen. Like the thing, the grand idea or the piece of um, inspiration or whatever it is you need to come to you. If you don't try to push it, it will happen. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's what they always say in the program too. Right. Like it's just around the corner, mm -hmm. let go and let God. That's my <clears throat> don't try is my version of let go, let God, you know, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, because every time I would like when I used to when I used to rap, right, when I used to freestyle, which sounds funny as fuck now, because I'm looking at my old ass face in the Zoom meeting and be like, remember when I used to rap, but when I used to do hip hop and stuff, when I would try to, you know, freestyle, make something up in the spot and really try really hard to be like clever and shit, it always I'd always lose it. I always lose the cadence. I would always lose the flow in the bar, you know, in the middle mm -hmm. of a bar. And if I just spoke like I just let it happen, it was always really so much more uh fulfilling you know mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know man i don't know i was uh, are, i think you... you should stop pushing yourself so hard you're doing yeah. all right well you gain like what five pounds ten pounds i gained fucking ten i've been here and i gained ten i've been gained eight pounds since i've been here about more or less it fluctuates right depending mm -hmm. on how much salt you eat but that was all worth it man it was 
I still run. I still run two to three times a week. That's... I still lift weights two to three times a week. And if I'm gaining that little bit extra weight, what at the end of the day, my wife still thinks I look good and I'm not right. trying to pick anybody up now right. on you. I don't know if your bumble account, you're like, yo, I weigh a hundred and some pounds. And you're like, I'm gonna fuck this up. Like, no, you know, I don't know I what you, you know, um, but it was funny. Cause I, I was thinking about, you got a bumble think- account. No, I was thinking <laughs> about getting, I mean, I, I'm certain that I do. Yeah, I do. But mm-hmm. like, it's not, not, you know, you know what it is. Farmers only. Well, farmers only, you know what it is <clears throat> and what the dating apps do mm-hmm. is it kind of gamifies this thing. Yeah. And what I'm, what I have realized recently is like, it's not a game. Like these are human beings, right? These are people. And one, I don't know that I'm really interested in like getting to know somebody new in that way or being, do you know what I mean? Like I'm just not even, I'm concerned about impressing someone Mm -hmm. with how much I weigh or, you know, whatever. You just want to feel good. I just want to feel Feel better about yourself. Feel good about yourself. I don't want to, I don't want to go on a coffee date. I don't want to go sit and try to explain to somebody that, I'm in recovery and, um, you know, Wait, I'm going to ask the waiter for the dressing on the side. <laughs> you got to get a PlayStation 4 account and they just get in random voice chats. Is that what it is? Yeah. Get into just the start right, playing find like the right Call lobby. of Duty. Yeah. Mm. Find the right lobby in Call of Duty and be like, yo, what's up? I'm a 45, however old you are, 44 year old man looking for love. Any girl gamers out there? <laughs> right? No, don't Pink do hair that. plus. Yo, pink cat, cat ears. y'all got pink cat ears. How old no. are you? You 60? Let's do it. <laughs> but so, do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah, gamifies it. And so you're it like really swipey, does. swipey, swipey. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. And it's easy. We go, well, this is just the way we find love these days. And that's, I, that it, that is how I was in the last relationship that I was in for five years. And that was beautiful and wonderful and awesome. Mm. So I mean, oh, you met your saying, ex through an app? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool bumble yeah. so um bump, so, i mean bump. it's it's not impossible but Our new also, sponsor bumble but i just don't want to like i'm just looking and going like oh god and <sighs> you know here's the other thing everyone's got a fucking shot of them with a glass of wine in their hand and i'm right. just like uh i think so we gotta first... do like the recovery one like stumble stumble yes <laughs> <laughs> welcome to stumble for recovering alcoholics what's your doc what's your what's doc are you a uh, drug of choice oh thank you what's your yeah. doc right it's like <laughs> no 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 meth no recovery meth addicts no slaa right. which is the sex love mm. affection ad- anonymous or whatever mm-hmm. um that was you... that was a joke that didn't land. No, I did. I didn't. I know. Oh, I thought it was a real thing. It is a real thing. Oh, there is S. I think it's so sex, love, and affection anonymous. I don't know. There's probably a listener out there who's like, "Yo, I'm an SLAA, and it stands for fucking whatever." Yeah, it's it's basically the sex anonymous, the people okay. who, who use sex like you use ice cream. Right. Right. I think there's. I don't know. Um, sounds terrifying. And but, and and I guess um, whiskey, sex, and love addicts anonymous. That's what it is. Right? I just don't that know dopamine that dopamine's wanna... a motherfucker. Go ahead. Like, what am I supposed to? What am I supposed to say to these people? Like, what would I? I mean, it's not that I'm thinking that I'm not worth what worthy, an interesting but like case. And I think if there are other <laughs> listeners out there, no, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. Like, it's so foreign to me, right? Like, it is really interesting. Like your situation, it's is a little fascinating because you're a dude in his forties who just got out of a long-term relationship, who's in recovery. Yes. Post-pandemic. We're not even post-pandemic, no. like near the fucking whatever we're, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and you're not necessarily looking to date anybody, really. You're just doing your thing. And if someone happens to come along, that's rad. You're like, right. okay, cool. But like, how interesting. Because all this dating apps and all this shit happened after I got married. And my version of dating was going to a bar and having sex with a friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it was just I all do. people I knew. There was uh-huh. never anybody new. They were like, in a circle somewhere. I watch movies. People have one night stands with strangers. And I'm like, that really happens? Like, I was just someone I knew. Right. It's like my ex-girlfriend's friend. Right. Exactly. <laughs> curious about my fat ass and my weird neck beard, you know? So that's, it's just interesting. It is. It's Can fascinating. This person, but, unconditional love. Unconditional like, love. Like, how do you, I mean, I, and honestly, I wouldn't want to be with, 
you know, I don't, not that I want to, I'm sitting here, but I would want it to be something where it, I would want somebody who was wholly like completely independent. Right. I don't want to be mm-hmm. in some, I certainly don't want to be in a codependent relationship. No, I that's certainly a mess. Dude. Don't you want already anyone. did that. I've done that multiple With times. With people and substances. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And like, and they go hand in hand. I guess the reason I made a call out to listeners was I'd like to hear other people's opinions who are in a similar situation, because that mm-hmm. to me is, is interesting to me because <clears throat> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm married to this lady and she's cool and takes all my shit. Like she's rad. It just doesn't, I it got just lucky. doesn't interest me. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, it just, and it just kind of creeped me out when I opened it back up and I was like, Oh right. God, like, what this do I even write? Fucking lady with two wine glasses who is just like, I'm a fucking dumpster fire. And you're like, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, maybe I should like, I don't know what right? their whole process is. Swipe just, right or left. Swipe. I they just swipe. Yeah. Like, it's I'll just a swipe. The, I'll take the dumpster fire out. Right. That. And then see, that's the way my just, brain works. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Let's party. So I just don't want to, I don't want to do that. And I, I just don't find it to be appealing or attractive. And so, yes, maybe there does need to be a stumble. Um. Stumble. <laughs> so all my coders out there, get on it. Yeah. Stumble. Um, are you 12 step or refuge? What are you um, doing? Refuge, 12 steps, smart. Smart. Just going it on your own. Yeah. A little sip of wine every once in a while. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> so I think, I think that for me, and like I said, yeah, if something came along, if I ran into somebody or something happened, I would certainly, but I think that I'm at a point where if I was sitting with somebody and it mm-hmm. wasn't something that if there wasn't uh, any sort of connection, I'd, I would say that immediately. I'd be like, look, you seem you, nice. You suck. <laughs> look, look, I, I can say this. I could be brutally honest because I'm an AA. You fucking suck. Sounds to me like. And then you leave some... him a big book, <laughs> throw a smoke bomb on the ground, disappear to cloud of smoke. And just a big book so, in the chair where yes. I was sitting. <laughs> That's it. Just some Joe Bluth, <laughs> you know, some rest of development Joe Bluth shit. You're just like, you suck. Smoke bomb, big book. Just 12 just, step. <clears throat> 12 step motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just, I, 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 I don't know. And I, and then also, I don't know that I want to meet somebody in the program. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Me too, because I'm not with someone who's right an addict or an alcoholic. So I don't, I don't know. Right. Like what if we both have a dry drunk day together? Holy crap. Cause I have dry drunk days. I'll have dry drunk mm-hmm. weeks and my wife will call it out immediately. Hey, you're being a dry drunk. And that's like a new piece of vernacular she learned in the last, you know, nice. few years. And I'll nice. be like, uh, she's like, you need to go to a meeting. And I'll go and sit there and be like, well, wife says I'm being a fucking dry drunk, which I totally am. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's a weird so, world. And then this pandemic shit, like, well, that too. Just both meet up with masks. You're fully vaccinated now, though, huh? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So you're ready to get out there and fuck shit up. I'm and that was vaccinated. the thing. Did I tell you this? I don't know if mm. I told you this. And this was the part that freaked me out when I opened it up. And one of the, oh shit, freaked me out is a is a strong word. I was just kind of put off a little bit. Taken aback. I was taken aback. And they said it was vaccinated. Exclamation point. Let's do this. Exclamation point. Yeah, and I was dude. like, well, you know, hot girl summer not. is here. Hot girl um, summer. <laughs> You just need to drive around in your convertible and whistle mm-hmm. at people. That doesn't work either. No. Just run by, cat call while you're running. That doesn't right. work either. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm not, I, again, I am fine. It's just strange. <laughs> That's some bully shit. That's the patented John. I am not I'm fine. fine. I am fine. I'm fine. Okay. No, no, it's the tone. I've known it for years. Your whole yeah. life that I've been hanging out with you. Yeah. Listen, I know you're fine. I know you really are. But I also know that when you're like kind of fucked up and we're like, you all right. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Yeah, it's the same intonation. I've seen you do it. Cutting your toenails on a stoop drunk as fuck. I'm fine. I just got to get through this. That was big your toe. neighbor. That was your neighbor cutting the toenails. <laughs> yes, on it stoop. was. But That's you know, nasty. Um, I cut mine outside. Cutter. I mean, I cut all my nails outside. I think it's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. So if you're, if you're cutting your nails inside, please. Take that fingernails go outside, clip, 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 clip. Look at the mountains. Yeah. Toenails, clip, 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 clip. Throw it all in the pool. The truth is, I am, I don't, lonely is such a strong word. And I know this is being recorded. So I don't want it to be like the 
permanent evidence of anything, but like, right. It would be nice to spend time with somebody else. It would be nice to, but it's like vaccinated, not vaccinated. <sighs> fucking. How do I say to somebody, well, I'm looking for a, a mature relationship. So we both need to get our STD tests so that we can make sure that everyone's clean and involved in, you know, like we know what's up. You just like say that's, that shit. I mean, if y'all gonna shit. fuck, right? Then right. Like, Yo, I don't. I'm gonna. No we're gonna need to go to Planned Parenthood get those tests, and I'm gonna need to see your. Papers. I don't need no cooties. Just do it the way he did it last time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But so I, I, you know, it's just um, and yes, and part of me is like, well, couldn't it? Could I just? Could we just have some like, some good casual sex? Is that a possible thing, Jerry? Like, I don't know. Not me and you, but yeah, no. I mean, you can find someone out there. I think you could if they're vaxxed and waxed. If they're and vaxxed to, and waxed. Ready with their sacks. Yeah. <laughs> just come over with the saxophone. Yeah, I, it's still there. It's out there in the world. Yeah. I just don't know where to find it because I, I'm like married to a lady who doesn't want me to do that. Plus, right. I don't want to do that as well. Right. No. Megan. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> right no but I, I just all i'm saying is like wouldn't it, it would be nice to to have that but yeah um, of course it would why wouldn't it especially if you're just been alone in your house for mm-hmm. past year like why would you not want to be around with someone or do those things even right. if you even if it weren't pandemic and you were just single it would be nice right. to do it yeah i get it but i'm also like there's a certain level of effort and energy that goes into that and i've got a lot going on regardless I'm in the third of actor red dead redemption too man you I know do like have the i got seriously i still i am in the third <laughs> act right now but that's all i keep thinking was oh megan i know it's our anniversary but i gotta go break into this oil well company for this native american named eagle flies dude and they, they just keep catching me they keep i gotta get in there I gotta get in there i gotta look it up on the internet oh god um yeah what is um is Grand Theft Auto ever going to come out with anything new, or is it just going to be in a micro... while? Not since like 2013, right? Because they made so much money off of Red RDR two billion dollars. Jesus, on a Christ, video game. A Which billion. one? GTA or RDR five. GTA five. GTA five is so much fucking fun though, dude. It is. Even playing it online for a while, they're playing online with my brother and his friends. Yeah. It was the funnest shit, just for the sake of chaos in the lobby. Yeah, I wasn't even out fucking with other people. I was not like, yo, let's go grief these guys and kill them and make them feel sad. No, it was like literally crashing cars into my friends and driving into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the one where we went and like got the went and raided the hillbillies with Coda, and I think it was just kind of it was just and ridiculous. Coda had no headset, yeah, so it's it just like communicating. Just... <laughs> I'm like, just go buy a fucking headset, you dope. Like, it's not expensive. Uh, but I will um, send you a headset or is this? But all he does is race. Mm-hmm. I, I still go online. I don't really play online at all right now just because I'm always busy. So when I'm in this and I share this room, this 10 by 10 room with two other people. So I'm not going to be on there online being like butt stuff and yelling my shit when my daughter's sitting next to me. Right. So I just don't really play. But right. whenever I do play my single player games by myself, I see Coda. Coda's in the strip club and San, San, San Andreas. Demas, San Andreas San shit is always funny. He's just sitting in the strip club probably killing everybody. But um. <laughs> So, so, that's, so finding I think that's what I would do is just play a lot of video games if I were yeah. single. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I think overall I'm fine. There would be things that would make life more enjoyable. Right. But I'm also not interested in getting involved in any sort of codependent, deeply like fraught business well, with strangers right. and so and you that's do but have that's the tools now to know that it's going that direction do you know what i mean like yeah you're able now to like pull back and look at things which yeah. is one of the things aa and the program afforded me was the ability to be able to pull out and di- i'll not dissociate but pull out of a problem and try to look at it from outside i don't do it often but when i do do it i like get my good boy points you know get my chicken yeah. tending dude yeah <laughs> I mean, that's true. And it's just, I, I really, I'm fucking grateful for that, man, to be able to be like, oh, there's a problem here. And I write about it all the time where I'm mm-hmm. like, John, you wanted to wake up early, but you stayed up late watching Fargo. The TV Yeah, show. Fargo's good. What season you on? Two. I just started two. Which one is two? Is that the, is that the one with uh, Reese it's Witherspoon? The- no, well, uh, she might be. That's uh, Kirsten Dunst is the wife. Kirsten Dunst. That's, that's yeah. the second one. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, where so she's I the love the first one. Yeah, Billy Bob they Thornton get better. is awesome. All, really? Lauren Malvo. Yeah, Lauren Malvo is is like one of my favorite characters, dude. Rough. And I don't know if the British guy is in the second season with all the fucked up teeth. I think he might be in the third season. And then I guess Chris Rock is in one of them. Chris Rock is in the newest one, and it was fucking rad. Was and they it? all tie in. They all okay. tie into each character. Like once you start watching, you're like, oh shit, that's the dude from the first season. Or you're like as a little kid or you're like, Oh, that's the old man from the second season as like a, a, an adult, you know? Right. Yeah. So keep watching them. They're great. They all okay. tie in together, but that's Even the you know, one's good too. We talk about like break, uh, pulling out for looking at problems and I'm like, right. Well, don't stay up late watching Fargo if you want to get up early, but also right. don't be hard on yourself for sleeping in yeah, when like, you know, it's your fucking day yeah. off or, you know, and so all those things. And you've got this back injury that hasn't gone away in six weeks. And so of course you haven't been lifting anything and, and stop watching, you know, health and fitness fucking Instagram, because it's like, I'm just also, I'm really tired of listening to other people. Like you know what I mean? Podcasts or not? Well, yeah, no. Um, but that, no, but, but I mean, sometimes you know. Um, but listening to other people about what works and like what you got to do and you got to eat this thing and you got to move this way and mm -hmm. like this is the thing and it's like okay, uh, dude, that shit's such a quagmire though. <sighs> health and fitness, any media, health and fitness is. Mm -hmm. There's too much. I I read like five different things. They're like right, stretch, and they all and say opposite shit. Like, Don't stretch, and I'm like, well, the which fuck is you want me to do? I'm just gonna keep stretching right <laughs> that so, makes me feel good so i'm gonna do it that way and the only thing that i've i've learned is um i went and got a massage for this back thing and it didn't like it didn't it was amazing so the woman who does the massages she had this whole like outdoor thing she was vaccinated i was vaccinated and um but she so she wasn't letting people in the house but she had this this beautiful as beautiful as it could be in her backyard this little it was a bucket with a pool noodle around it for people to, to pee in yeah Cause like she needed, it's a, it's a massage. You're there for 45 minutes or 90 right. minutes. Mm -hmm. Like you got to go pee somewhere, but she wasn't allowing people in the house because of COVID. And so it was like this little, it had the umbrella and it had a little blanket and it was all very peaceful and beautiful. And there were mm -hmm. flowers and plants everywhere. And she just and had I'm a bucket just, to piss in. <laughs> and I just pissed in the bucket. And I was like, thank you for letting me pee in your backyard. And That's some awesome wild massage. shit. Like you gotta you gotta pivot man you gotta make this shit work and then you the just get massage with the pee bucket right there no it was in the, it was the other side of the backyard oh it was away that's I didn't still see weird it. as fuck to me, it was bro. weird but i was yeah. like okay cool now we gotta do it. but did it help it helped but and she said something to me that really struck me she said i hope this massage helps your body to find out what to do next yeah and i was like oh, okay because this is something this is more this is not just a sore muscle. I fucking pulled something. And yeah. so being at work and lifting and all that, lifting tables and chairs and shit, which I do as little as possible, but still have to do it and do it with the right form, like all the shit. So what my body needs to do. So it's like, it feels pretty good today. And it's okay when I run, as long as I keep mm. straight. So I'm like, thank God. Was it in your lower back or between uh -huh, your shoulder blades? Lower right, yeah, lower like back. right there. Huh. And, um, it must be so it's like central i'm not an expert my lower back hurts a lot mm -hmm. i started sleeping on that cot and my back doesn't hurt anymore the same that? way as it used to i sleep in this bed and it sucks yeah i sleep in my little sad cot and my back doesn't hurt it's weird i don't know what we're gonna do when we get into this new house whenever we do i just <laughs> you're gonna have a cot in the bedroom did you watch gonna... that no nomadland movie no i heard Francis a review McDormand. about it but um it's really good i enjoyed mm -hmm. it it was very fucking sad it was shot beautifully but mm -hmm. there's a scene in the movie she lives in this van travels around doing you know uh sedentary work all over the place or not sedentary non-sedentary she's uh, constantly moving it's transient mm -hmm. work always mm -hmm. trans in transition and there's a scene where one of her fellow van members who's also a boomer ends up going back to live with his son so she goes to visit him and she's in bed at the house and she can't sleep in the guest bedroom so she leaves the house and goes back into the van and sleeps in the van and how about like, megan's like my wife's like that's you in the cot that's you in the cot because they'll leave and leave me here and they'll go to like phoenix or they'll go stay with they'll go down to nogales and stay with her family for a few days and i'll just be like well i'm gonna stay home because i have commissions and shit to do around the house anyway and dude, I can't, I can hardly sleep in that bed. Like I wake up with mm. backaches and shit. And I've, there've been times where I contemplated just setting up the cot and just sleeping in it. Just cause for some reason that support on my back is like perfect. Maybe I'll put a hammock in the new house. Yeah. I'll be a hammock, man. 
I would like that. Uh, hammock's nice. I I dated a woman very briefly who had a hammock in her backyard, and that was the best part. I think. Oh, I thought she slept in it. No, she was like a merchant marine. We were well. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent her, but um, I was a drunk mess. But I just remember, I remember her. Well, I remember her saying, "I think you're drinking too much." And then also, I remember being in that hammock. The hammock was you're nice. like, "Fuck you, fuck your hammock." <laughs> <clears throat> Go it's, it's, ha it's happy hour to bowling alley so she was she was kind i was not um but uh the hammock was good yeah she should get a hammock um so yeah that. man and it's like i think too i know this is not about dating apps but that's okay it's unconditional love though i mean it all falls <laughs> under the impression it's unconventional too um, yeah not no now it's more conventional now mm, dating apps are like normal dude. that's nobody it. meets normal anymore not this younger generation that's why they gamify it because the young kids are used to do -do 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 on the mobile phones my mm. daughter grew up playing games on her mobile phones because i'm a bad parent you know are you because no, that's a joke that's what they right. all do my nieces both do it everybody's kids i know would do it the only parent the, the parents i know who are like we uh monitor their screen time those those kids always send tend to be like it, the ones i've met tend to be a little pent up mm -hmm. but i also cannot speak for them in the way they raise their children people are mad defensive when it comes to how they raise their children but i always notice little fucking Little doofy McDoof over here ain't allowed to use. You can only use the iPad for 20 minutes a day. And that little motherfucker's eating paint off the walls by the end of the day. I can see it. But that being said, you know, it, it, I, it can't, it doesn't have to be an extreme. Just right. The little motherfuckers play. Right. But no, I'm not a bad parent in that way. I'm probably a bad parent in other ways, but mm -hmm. I, a room for improvement. How about that? Yes. I, maybe that's my whole unconditional <clears throat> love thing with me and myself where I look at myself and I'm like, uh, you could have handled that better. Or you could have spoken to her better. Or you could have mm -hmm. done, you could have done her a little more justice in this way or that. But I think all parents feel that way. I do. If, if you're like, oh, I'm killing it in the dad game, you're probably not killing it in the dad game. You're probably <laughs> Dunning Kruger effect and think you're killing it in the dad mm -hmm. game. And yeah, then the kid ends up growing up to be like a right wing weirdo or something. Mm -hmm. What about the Freddy Krueger effect? <laughs> yeah, dude, the Kruger effect. It's like the axe effect, but with more stabbing. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I'm just, uh, and I always think about like wanting to, we're always, this is, this is performative. The, the dating app is performative. I am yeah. narrating my life. I am yeah. curating posts. I am putting out there this, you know, somebody who said something about me being positive online and I try to be positive and I have my cynical streaks and I have my cynical thoughts and I have my bouts of, you know, small depression and frustrations with the world. And I think that it's probably some days I think it's pretty fucking pointless, but um, you know, like everybody does, right. How to wanting to present myself in a way that's attractive, but also like, I got a lot of problems that I deal with on a regular basis. Now, yeah. the, I think the yeah. thing I could say is that I actually am trying to deal with them yeah. versus letting them run my life. Right. That's the bitch. But, I don't know, but it's just, but that's me trying to, I still am trying to fucking love myself. So I, I don't know that it's probably viable or valuable for me to incorporate somebody else's life into mine. True. But will you, do you think there'll be a day? Like, is there a day you think you'll finally like look at yourself and be like, boom, I love myself a hundred percent. Now I'm ready to get out there. And then you're like 70. <laughs> yes. Yes. Basically when it's too late, you're in hospice and you're like, mm -hmm. I finally love myself. Let's get out there and fuck. And then mm -hmm. you just die. And like, it's, I, it's just always a work in progress. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it for my own life is I've, I, I don't think I'll ever fully there. I will always have fault with myself. It's just the way my mind works. The minute I start thinking that I'm perfect, then I really need to reassess my shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know dude. what else? Um, I don't know that I want to like go out to dinner with somebody because like I spend so much time watching people eat. I don't want to watch anybody eat anymore. I know that's a weird thing, but it's like working right. at a restaurant. I'm just like people putting food in their mouth over and over and drinking. And I don't see too many drunks at this job. Mm -hmm. It's actually, that's one of the things I'm thankful for, but um, it's just like, I don't know. Does that sound weird? I'm just no, tired of watching find another runner to go out yeah. and run in the woods, go run in the woods. Um, or something. 
but yeah, so you're like, yo, let's run this super well at trail. We don't have to run. We go for a <laughs> right? fucking walk with lots of people. Yeah, <laughs> like like nothing creepy. But yeah, come on out to Jack Jack London Jack London Park. Yeah. yeah, let's go look at Jack London's grave. Let me tell yeah, you about what an alcoholic he was. At two in the morning. <laughs> See, it's difficult, man. Like in his fucking trust, and that's another thing, right? Like, well, I mean, but I mean, people trust other people. That, they do. And yeah. I had to trust you're somebody. Not go- you're not, I don't think you're going out there into a, 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 a vindictive world. That's not the word I'm looking for, but uh, you know, you're not going out there in a world that wants to attack you. Like you're not, you gotta, get, not off the that. Forest. You gotta get off that fucking TikTok, dude. Yeah. You do you think so? because well, yes Tell and me. no. Right. Because no, I don't want to really tread that ground. It's just TikTok is it's, it's a filtered version of the world. There's a lot of injustice and everything is fucked up and broken, but I don't think like, I don't know, man. TikTok. You don't think inundating yourself with all the injustices of the world is a healthy way to inundating myself with that and the people who are trying to fight the injustices through their social media account. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So then you're like, well, what woman will want to date me? They think that every man is a rapist, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. hot, not hot take, but whatever extreme Mm -hmm. thing. But see, this is really difficult ground for me to tread because I'm not a woman. I don't know their perspective right. on things and maybe they do that feel that way and women are not monoliths as well Correct. one woman or one person who identifies as a woman on on tiktok does not speak for all women in the world just like Correct. i don't speak for every alcoholic or every mexican american in the world so me even saying that it's like ah oh, jerry maybe you should shut up but i also know because i was just cruising tiktok before you hit me up and like i follow a lot of left-wing people i follow a lot of that because that's, 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 I like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that aligns with my political and social views. Most mm-hmm. of the time, most there are the things time, I yeah. see that I'm unfamiliar with and I don't understand how to consume it, but I also do, I try not to judge it. That's been a big thing in my life. And people our age and our gen X sensibilities is that we were raised by, we we're the first children of boomers. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we soaked up a lot of their stuff. You know, and they they soaked up a lot of their parents' stuff, and so there are all these old, in my opinion, there's these old ways of thinking that we picked up on, that we have to shed. We have to be flexible because we're that gateway between us and the millennials, mm-hmm. right? The millennials are all of our younger siblings, like your little brother, I imagine, is a millennial. Yeah, well, he's only right? a couple of years, but yeah, I would say oh, really? more. No, I mean that still puts him at forty two, so that's still pretty Gen X, but um... Gen X, yeah. Whereas like my sister and I are both Gen X, but my other two siblings are millennials. And so I have to, they perceive things a little differently because of the culture they were raised in and the things that they, the way they were taught, you know, the school systems change and stuff. So I have to watch them. And I'm very curious about, I'm always curious about the younger generation. So Gen Z's trip me out, dude. Yeah. But I I like them far more fascinating than, yeah. You know, than anybody, I guess there's a lot of times I, and this, 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 it evokes of the, the sensibility I have from recovery, which is when I was drinking, it was like, the world is changing and I don't like it. Right. Whereas now I'm like, oh, the world is changing and I would like to learn to continue to be relevant in it. Right. I don't need to be like lauded or celebrated but i just want to be i want to understand it and i want to continue to be a part of it and be relevant in it rather than than digging my heels in and going it's changing i don't like it i'm staying here but they say about uh, um the quote i love about uh noel gallagher from oasis Mm. his brother asshole they're both assholes but the bigger asshole is noel i think but Mm -hmm. liam said oh my brother noel is a guy in a world as a guy with a fork in a world full of soup you know, and I just, I love that say because <laughs> yeah. that's how I used to feel. Like my dad used to say, my dad used to say about his father, my father is a perfect man in an imperfect world. Mm-hmm. And that was me in active addiction, you know, and mm-hmm. um, in active alcoholism. And, and now that I've, yeah, I've hit recover. I've always been a little open-minded, but yeah, there were things I was definitely uncomfortable with and I would resist. And now I'm curious, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very curious about them. And the things I'm really uncomfortable with, I have to like sit with. And, and kind of expose myself to, to see their perspective. Cause there are some things that I'm like, that's a little fucking wild, you know, but it's, it's to me, to other people, it's pretty benign stuff. That's a little wild to me. It's mostly right. a lot of right-wing ideologies, very wild to me, very mm-hmm. close-minded, but it's also, there's some left-wing stuff where like, like furries and shit, like, I don't get it, but I'm not mad at it. I just don't get it. And it's, yeah. 
Maybe it's not for me to get. Maybe there's some shit that's just not for me to understand. And I just accept it. It's just like seeing that, that, that person drink that you thought was mm-hmm. in recovery. Like you don't get it. Like you get it and don't get it. Like you don't accept it. No, that's not the word. Don't think it's correct. It's like, you I look at it and you're like, correct. that's an incorrect action. That is a detriment. If, if this signifier is being placed on you mm-hmm. and I, this is how I perceive you now, then this thing is incorrect towards your recovery. Like drinking isn't going to help your recovery. That's the opposite of recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just basically going back to the thing you're trying to get better from. Unless so, you have realized that you are not an alcoholic and you're fine. And in then that- my kudos to you, you just had a hard right. couple of years and now you're back, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, that's I mean, fucking great. That's great. That actually brings me joy when the people think they're alcoholics find out, oh, I can leave this. Like that makes me happy for people. Right. It really does. And people in recovery who can leave it behind. That shit mm-hmm. touches my heart, being able to walk away from all that. Um. That's why we did a pod. We've been doing a podcast for a thousand years. For a thousand years. A thousand years. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, so so finding. So I think I would say, and you know, I think we're kind of coming to the end of our conversation here. I know but... it's been all about you and your Bumble account. Yo, hit John up, Sonic John zero 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 at Bumble. Uh, uh-huh. He's, he's Bumble looking... dot. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, I, uh, da- he's dangled, he's dangling and ready to do some strangling you know? <laughs> on a well lit trail. I'm I just thought you're like, Yeah, they've got a nice well lit trail. There's lots of people that ignore Jesus. the part where I said I'm dangling and ready yeah, to do some strangling. And strangling. That's just no, that's Steely Dan it. lyrics, it's just Is Steely he- Dan lyrics. Don't worry so, about it. So, here's before we go, <laughs> and okay. maybe, maybe we can do this. I would need to do this with you and and Coda, possibly. Uh, so I have this theory and this has nothing to do with recovery or unconditional love or anything, but I just want to put this out there while I got it on my mind. You texted me about this, but remind and I wanna, me because I forget. Because this, this is something that's been rolling around in my head and I want to get it down before. I have a theory that I don't know if it's the entirety, but probably the entirety of the Steely Dan discography fits into or speaks on the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Do you think so, huh? I and not just- you said this, I was like- not just do it again, wheel spinning round and round, cause mm-hmm. a wheel. Mm-hmm. So I go no running. spoilers, right? Yeah. Right. Well, as here's the problem is that it would spoiler have to have plenty beginning. of getting. You would be spoiled from the but, beginning yeah. to talk about these songs in the books. But I go gunning for the man who stole my water. Now there's not water. Maybe maybe water means tower, tower, water. I don't know. Maybe I'm just stretching a little bit. Hey, 19. I mean, there's pretty blatant there. I know oh, that's about an, a, a young girl rather than, um, you know, the whole song's about him not connecting with a young girl. He's sleeping with a young girl who's 19 years old and they have nothing to talk about. That's the whole premise of the song. So they just mm-hmm. drink tequila and snort cocaine. But <laughs> 19 is a huge part of that book. And the whole series. So there's all these things. If you listen to um, uh, anything on the Royal Scam, and I mean, it just evokes these these feelings of like Eddie hmm. Dean and uh, I don't want to be a fool to do your dirty work. You know, um, there's like I, I there's lots of them. So maybe, maybe. I, I would love to at least put it on the YouTube page and see what comes up. We could do yeah. like a little something. But um this is, sounds like some QAnon shit too, though. Just so you know, <laughs> this is how it starts. You're kind of QAnon in this shit. This is, like, yes, you listen, are correct. Listen, military tribunal. <laughs> God damn. And I recommended that podcast, which I've been listening to you. If anybody That's out good. there is a Stephen King Dark Tower fan, you should check out King Slingers. Yes. Um, it's it's really good. It's been very entertaining. It's two yes. guys who are very well read. Mm-hmm. Uh, On know, the Dark I'll, Tower. That'll be my little multi. Maybe we should start doing that too at the end of the pod, just talking about something in media that we've been enjoying lately. I've got. I think that's good. Um, Did you watch so, um, one more? Yeah. Did you watch it? Exterminate all the brutes on HBO. Not yet. Oh, is that good? Beautiful. Very well done. Very, very. W- and what is it about? Touching. It's about. <laughs> it's about systemic racism and the rise okay. of rise of white nationalism throughout history. Like from the beginning, like he breaks it down. It's this director named Raul Peck, who's from mm-hmm. Haiti. Um, he's a Haitian guy. And uh, well, I don't, he was born in, I, I, he's in a, I don't know. I think he's dual citizenship. His father was an ambassador, I believe. Okay. During like all the, 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 the revolutions in Haiti and shit. It's really very interesting. You have Josh Hartnett, you know, that actor, Josh mm-hmm. Hartnett. 
he plays pretty much the embodiment of like white violence. It's about violence and white supremacy. It's 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 rough, but it's it was really good, really really good. Hmm. I recommend and it's that. A, it's too. a narrative. It's a it's um it's a documentary. It's so documentary. He, but it's his. It's almost like a poem he's reading as well, though. There are aspects of it that are poetic. There's aspects of mm-hmm. it that are theatric. There's animation in it. There's mm-hmm. archival footage from like history, you know. And and you know, it is. There are a lot of dead people in it, like real mm-hmm. dead people. So maybe I'll fire that's up kind of a HBO trigger warning. Again. Okay. If anybody out there is not wanting to see people die, people die in it. But don't other than that. that, and it's not like I don't know. It's hard to explain it's not okay. hard to explain it's about white supremacy i'll check it out which and- is the, i know not a recovery thing but could tie in i mean we could do my dad wants to do w for what aa means to me yeah we could do w for white supremacy white supremacy and alcoholism <laughs> no i don't know that's also that also ties in that's a that's a stretch like you and your dark tower steely Dan right. connection you want to hear a good uh dark tower yeah. song that they said is not about the dark tower, but it absolutely is, is a, a song called the tower by a punk rock band called no means no. Huh? Song called the tower. And it is straight up about the dark tower. And they were like, no, it's not. And it absolutely You're is. Like, yes, and it, it came is. out after. Yeah. It came out in the early eighties when I huh. or mid eighties, 89. It's like one of my favorite songs. All right. Yeah. It's a hard exterminate the brutes punk rock exterminate the brutes. And uh, yeah, that King singers podcast. Cool. Um, so I think that unconditional love, um, it's gotta be a fucking process and not an end result. And that's the only way to look at it. Right. Can, and, yeah. A practice, a practice, right? We practice, we practice, we practice because we, we don't know, because if we knew, then we wouldn't have to practice. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here doing this. We already know. Right. Thanks again for listening. Our music as always is by neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>